Hello and welcome to the Sailorville Church Parenting Podcast. Our goal is to partner with parents to find biblical solutions to real-life issues. Welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Today is our topic is blended families. I'm your host, Jared Leonard, and I'm here with my beautiful wife and co-host, Alyssa Leonard. Hello. And joining us here today are Dustin and Jessica Rankin. Hello. Hello. Uh, would you mind just sharing quickly the ages of your children? I noticed that that's your job, yeah, Jessica. That, that's Dustin just my job. tapped you. Oh yeah, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Good with house house numbers and stuff. That's that's my deal. But uh, kids, not so much. Birthdays, I'm like. Ooh. <laughs> we have five kids. Our oldest, Karis, is 17. Ava is 16. Gabby just turned 15. Mm-hmm. And the boys, Lincoln is 13 and Weston is nine. Yeah. So a big, a, a broad variety. Mm-hmm. Lots of teenagers. A lot of teenagers mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> yes. That's fun. Empty fridges. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. Oh. Everything's gone. Food is gone. Uh, I want to go on a rant on cost of groceries right now, but we won't. We'll, <laughs> Different we'll stay on top. Yeah, no joke. Uh, well, so obviously due to the, the topic here today, you've both been married before due to the title of the, the episode. So uh, would you just mind sharing briefly uh, about your first marriage and how you two, you, meaning you, Dustin and Jessica, have yeah. met? Go ahead. You go first. Oh, I get to start. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can start again. Um, well, um, yes, I was married before, got married, and we had two little kids. And um, my first husband got diagnosed with cancer um, right after our son was born. He was about four months old. Mm. And then he um, passed away about 10 months later. Um, and then I was a widow for about two years when we got married, mm-hmm. but I'll let you share your, your side of that. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was married before to, um, Rebecca and we were married almost eight years. Um, um, and we had two little girls together and, um, Becca was diagnosed with, uh, cancer with carcinogenic tumors. Um, at the age of 30, then it slowly progressed. It took about three years mm. um, before it took her life. And it was, it was really hard uh, to watch her go through that. Um, <clears throat> but she did pass. And then a long time of about two months <laughs> went by um, that Jess and I started talking via text and um, she was my neighbor. She's eight houses down the street. Get out on the same block. Oh, so we lived, that. yeah, eight houses apart. Wow. When we had met in college, we yeah. were actually dating our soon-to-be spouses at the time. Then oh, we sure. became friends mm-hmm. like ten years before that. Huh. And so when when Becca died, I started texting him like, "Hey, I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. you know, how you doing? Sure. That kind of thing." Mm-hmm. And they they'd all known each other for a long time. I'd known Becca longer than he had. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. And Josiah and you mm-hmm. and Becca and all that whole group all knew each other. And I was the black sheep that came <laughs> from Des Moines, this punk kid um, that <laughs> at the time, uh, no father wanted for his daughter. Oh. Uh, anyway. at the time. Yeah. So, um, but going back to um, basically when, when we kind of started meeting and talking and 
just being friends was, yeah, right after two yeah. months. Yeah, a couple months after mm -hmm. started dating. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So then you you started dating, and shortly thereafter, I mean, you guys got married fairly quickly. We mm -hmm. got engaged about two months later, and then yep. got married four or five months later, I think. Yeah. 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 It was. It was. It went pretty fast, but um, that was kind of interesting for our dating side of things. Just to get into that real quick, like once you've been married before mm -hmm. and you start the dating process again. You have an idea of what you're looking for, yeah. Mm. You know, versus the first time. I don't. How am I gonna say this? The first time you go around, you're like, you're you're doing what you should be doing. It's looking for, you know, the good things, the bad things, the red flags, the positives, everything. Right. Taking a bunch of counsel, talking to a lot of people about it. Um, the second time I went around, um, it was like, it was like Pastor Pat and Kevin Thomas mm -hmm. and Lucas. Mm. And so I, you're still listening to counsel, I, wise counsel, which I, is good. I well, was. I mean, <laughs> maybe Lucas, not so much. No, no. <laughs> no, it was good. They were counsel good. anyway. Yeah, yeah, some counsel. But I actually, I, I, I actually went the opposite way mm. of what Kevin told me and Pat mm. told me, um, which is kind of interesting. But it all worked out. So, um, but the second time go around, I was, I was up front. Yeah. You know, our first date, we sat down and I was like, you know, Jess, I'm here to marry you. Yeah. And if that's not what you want, if you don't even like me like that, hey, give me two weeks. I'll put on my big boy pants and we can still go to the same church together. Yeah. And I'll move on. Yeah. Well, you know? One of the first questions I asked you was about, hey, I don't want to be a rebound. So mm -hmm. where are you at? Let's talk yeah. about that. And yeah. Yeah. part of it was because we were parents and we right. did have kids mm -hmm. and we knew that... Um, it was going to affect them. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to be sure about the direction that we're heading in um, before we involved them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was a weird, it was kind of nerve wracking to me because I thought about that. I'm like, I was happy with two kids. I'm like, two is enough. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, there's two more with Jess. Yeah. Wait. Wait That's like four. One, two, three, four. Yeah. So you got to start playing zone defense rather yeah, than. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, so how old were your kids when you got married? Uh, Karis was six. Ava had just turned six because they're about nine months apart. Mm -hmm. And then Gabby was four and Lincoln was three. Okay. It's a little. So that's yeah. what, 11 years ago? I think you got almost married about a, this. Almost. almost 11 years ago. Yeah. Okay. And then we had Weston together a little over a year later. Okay. Yeah. So how did how did you explain that to your kids talk, you know, take us into the rooms where you sat down with your kids and, and Jess, you sat down with your kids and kind of explain, okay, here's what's happening. And mm -hmm. obviously they're, they're also in their own way mourning, you know, the death of their mm -hmm. mom or dad. And mm -hmm. uh, talk to us a little bit about that. They were so little. Mm -hmm. I think it, um, it was a pretty easy concept for them to get their heads around. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't have a mommy. We want a mommy. Mm -hmm. And they knew me mm. um, already. Mm -hmm. And my kids um, knew Dustin a little bit. Um, and then my kids were the same a little bit. I mean, Lincoln was 14 months old when his dad died. So mm -hmm. the idea of having a dad was new kind of to him, like on an everyday basis. Mm -hmm. um, so, but they, they really grabbed onto it really quick. Yeah. I mean, I would, I, 
the idea, yeah, you were right about Karis and Gabby. They were, they were almost instantaneously like excited about it, mm. Mm. but they still had their moments of like, you know, like, oh, this is new. Yeah. This is different. Yeah. This is not our same mom. But that was a lot of, you know, like me sitting down with the girls mm-hmm. and saying, hey, you know, I remember the night I asked her to marry me, I'm getting dressed and like, I'm coming out in the living room with the outfit that I selected that day at the mall. And I'm like, hey, girls, what do you <laughs> think of this? And do you like dad's tie? And do you like his da 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 da? And I'm interacting with him. And tonight is the night I'm going to ask Jessica to be my wife and your new mom. And they were like, oh, this is so exciting. And they were, they were, Karis was kind of grasping it more than Gabby. I think Gabby was just thinking because when we, when we first started dating, we just were able to date each other. I would come to her mm-hmm. house um, and we would sit outside on the deck and talk and just hang out. Her kids were in bed and my kids were um, elsewhere. They were at the farm, my in-laws farm and whatever. Um, and we would just talk and hang out because we were cautious in the beginning mm-hmm. to be like, yeah. we'll, f- we'll figure this out first between us before we start bringing our kids around. Oh, sure. Yep. Cause you don't want to build hope mm-hmm. and build up, yeah. you know, excitement for them just Oh, this was a temporary, yeah. you know, if it didn't work out, this yeah. wasn't the way so it was what happened? to go. Yeah. Uh. Where did she go? Yeah. She's still she, down the street. Um, <laughs> I think it was honestly easier for them to kind of grasp the idea of uh, like a new mommy, new daddy. It was harder for them to share their current parent mm. like that. Yeah. I think it was more of an issue. Like, yeah. I want you to be my mommy, but I don't want to share my daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other way around. Interesting. Yep. So, yeah, so we just, we made sure that we were both in sync, that marriage is where we were going. Mm. That's what God wanted for us. Yeah. And that's where um, we wanted to take our family before we started intermingling everybody together. Sure. And then once we, before we got engaged, right, we were doing things together. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'd been dating probably close to a month the first time we really did something with all the kids Mm -hmm. we took them to do something fun to the pumpkin patch and had a fun day and um and then from then on we would have dinners dinners together lunches and things that we could do together yeah Mm -hmm. it wasn't every day or anything but several times a week we'd do dinner together and then you know we'd still you know plan a date night just for the two of us Mm -hmm. too yeah we'd Pack up the car and drive eight houses down the street. (laughs) (laughs) Or walk. (laughs) We'd walk down there, yeah. So it was kind of fun. So Yeah. Well, you've touched on it already a little bit, but what are some of the unique challenges that you face um, with a blended family and and raising your kids maybe beyond the dating phase? You know, so you've had, what, 11 or so years, years, 10 Mm -hmm. years that you you can look back on now. What are some or, some maybe unique challenges that that you guys have faced that maybe, or or maybe just normal challenges, I guess. Yeah. Um, just talk to us about some of the some of those challenges. Um, I think you know, early on there were a lot of challenges. I would say, and some of the parenting. Yes, it's if I told you specific things that we were dealing with, you'd say like, "Oh yeah, that's normal. That's a normal kid thing." Mm-hmm. I think there were just extra layers to all of the normal things as well. Um, I think, um, yeah, we got married, got home from our honeymoon and jumped right into it. Like our kids didn't give us a honeymoon period. <laughs> no. it was just Good thing you actually took on. the honeymoon. Yeah, no <laughs> yes. kidding. 
No kidding. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'd say. Yeah, that's you unique. Know. Coming back and you got kids. Yep. Like yep. you come right back to <laughs> Boom. it. Boom. Yeah. 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 And he was in school at the time too. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it took a lot of time, I think, to, for us to kind of develop how we were going to parent together. Mm-hmm. We were both already established parents and sure. then we had mm-hmm. to figure out how to parent together. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, figuring out how to, you know, I'm parenting my two biological kids. And then I have these two kids that are kind of like strangers, but now I'm their parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was harder than I anticipated it would be. Mm. Um, I didn't, you know, that, that kind of natural mothering that yeah. I had from my biological children, it didn't just, you know, appear mm. for, you know, my, my two, you know, new daughters and, um, kind of working through that, it was just really hard. And I think I had, you know, guilt about that too. And, mm. you know, I'd question my, my parenting decisions like, oh, did I, did I treat them the same? Would I have done that with my biological child? Would I have mm-hmm. talked to them that way? Or, or am I ignoring my biological children because I'm focusing on the other ones? Mm. And, um, there was just a lot of struggle with that. Mm. Um, and it wasn't, it didn't always feel just this natural thing to do, um, parenting all together. And, and they were getting to know each other and yeah. mm-hmm. thrust into a house mm-hmm. together. All three girls were in the same room and they'd all had separate rooms before. Yeah. And so they're trying to get to know each other and, and they don't know us very well. It was just, all of that just took time mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. getting up every day and choosing to love each other, choosing to, um, do the hard work and, and pray about, you know, hope that things get easier eventually. And they did. Mm -hmm. It just took a long time. And, and being in a 960 square foot house with six people. We were real close all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We were on top of each other and and I didn't work. Nice and tidy. Yeah. I didn't work for that, that whole year that I did school, um, Mm. and beyond honestly, but we were just blending together as a family. Mm-hmm. When you have kids six and under, it's yeah. not like the job was painstakingly hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're feeding them. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You win. You know what I mean? Like you <laughs> give them food and they're like, oh, yeah, you're the one that loves me. Like, yeah, you know. Um, so it wasn't like we were trying to convince an older child, a sure. teenager yeah. or somebody like, you know, something that could be mm-hmm. way more challenging in my mm-hmm. humble opinion um, because it – they were just little enough that they were just having fun. Yeah. Like putting the girls into a bedroom with three of them was fun for them. Yeah. You know, they had their struggles at times, but for the most part, it was like giggles and laughter and <laughs> I'll I be think we're remembering bed. this differently. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the times you were home and not at school. Yeah. But when- <laughs> Yeah, that was me hanging out in the basement, just imagining all the fun stuff going on upstairs. <laughs> Jess is putting them to bed. No, I just remember, you know, even things like um, like discipline. Yeah. Um, you know, it just, everything felt like it, it took longer because you wanted to reiterate, I, I love you. Mm-hmm. And that love isn't just a, it wasn't just a given. Yeah. Like right. that, that trust and that love had to kind of be grown and, and proven over and over and over and over. And so these conversations, it would take a long time, you know, yeah. explaining it over and over. And, you know, 
and with my biological kids too, like I still love you and this is why we're, you know, having this, this time. And, um, so I think about stuff like that, it just, everything was just more complicated. Mm -hmm. It just took longer. It was, yeah. And we had a lot of conversations in the beginning. Yeah. Like her and I would talk all the time about, Mm -hmm. okay, we're bringing our kids together. You know, what's your idea of discipline? What's your idea of, you know, spanking a kid or not, or, you know, um, and there were differences from our first spouses mm-hmm. too that we mm-hmm. had to discuss. Okay, yeah. you know what did he do? What did she do? Um, <clears throat> one of the things was schooling. Um, schooling was different for us because we were in a, a program called CC, and that's what the girls were doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, do we bring Ava and Lincoln there? Do we take my girls out and do something different? And yeah, and that's kind of the the cool part of blending families like this Mm -hmm. and the situation we're in is that like people that are married and stay married to the one spouse, praise God for that. They, they figure that stuff out as their kids come in and they're doing it together and they're walking hand in hand. We're coming together like, well, here's my hand. Do you want to take it and go the same way? (laughs) Do you want to, do you want me to come where you're going? I mean, you tell me. Yeah. Um, And, and not being so, committed to the idea of what you're doing is right. Yeah. Was important. Cause like, I didn't think I was doing anything right. <laughs> but at the same time I was like, well, this is the way I've done it before. Uh-huh. And you know, like Becca is way smarter than I was. So I was like, yeah, she's, she's got it mapped out, but I wasn't marrying Becca anymore. Yeah. Mm. I was marrying Jess and I wanted to make sure that she knew that I was supporting her, mm-hmm. supporting her vision supporting what she wanted to do with the kids. Um, and I think the kids saw that too. Yeah. yeah. I think we were, I mean, our intention was always, uh, we want to form a family, not his and hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, you know, you two and you two. And we, um, a lot of our choices and decisions were based around that idea. Mm-hmm. Like This is what we want. And so, you know, when we discussed, well, this is what we used to do and this is what you used to do. Is this what we do or do we do something totally brand new because this is a brand new family? Right. And um, what is right for this brand new family might be totally different than what it was before. And now that I think about it, you know what was cool is that I don't think we ever said to each other, well, he would have done it like this Mm -hmm. or she would have done it like that. It was never like that. Mm -hmm. We never had that discussion ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's been... And that was intentional, like to not compare, but to say it was a discussion. Like, this is Mm -hmm. what we know. This is what you know. What do we do now? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So obviously there are hard things. Were there any, what, what are the positive things that you've seen? Maybe even, you know, several years down the road now, after Mm -hmm. we've taken the time to kind of blend more, you know, how have you seen, what are the good things that you've seen come from this? I think it's been cool to watch the kids form relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people would ask us, oh, do they get along? Well, they get along like siblings because mm-hmm. that's how they see each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not because they're unaware of their history. We all know. We all talk about it. Yeah. Um, but they're siblings. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, having the conversation sometimes when some of them are, you know, fighting or... or arguing or just not seeing eye to eye even now it's like hey 
God put you together as siblings. He moved a lot of pieces for you to be siblings. This is, this is on purpose. And so, um, he's given you an opportunity to have this relationship with your sibling. Um, what are you going to do about it? And it's been cool. Even, you know, now that they're a little bit older, those conversations have shifted and stuff, but, um, that's been cool to watch. And I think some of the positives too is, you know, our youngest, our first child together, our only child together. Um, he's kind of the glue. Yeah. Mm. He's kind of the glue. I mean, they're all young enough that it feels like they've all grown up together. Yeah. And that's kind of some, that's a really big positive. Yeah. So, I mean, Karis and Lincoln are, you know, siblings and he's the 13 year old brother and she's almost, you know, she's a 17 year old daughter and her sister and they go back and forth and Lincoln will get on her nerves and Carousel, (laughs) you know, like siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not. And they've, and we've never ever taken on the phrase, um, step, you know, you're my step brother, you're my step mom, you're my step dad. And not that anything's wrong with that. Right. That's just, it's used. I mean, we use it for clarification if we need to, but yeah, that's not how we talk about each other or to each other with each other. Yeah. 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 Mm. And so, so those are some of the positives where it's like, they don't have the opportunity to call themselves step. It's just like, yeah, that's my brother Mm -hmm. or yes, Mm -hmm. that's my sister. Yeah. And what was interesting, especially when they were little, I would notice this, um, maybe this is just interesting to me, but like if they would get sick when they were little, like Mm -hmm. the biological siblings, they would both get it and the other two wouldn't. Mm. (laughs) And then, um, that's not so much anymore. I don't know because they're older, but now, you know, I will see similarities between siblings that are not biological. Mm. Like, you know, you're not getting along because you're the same. Yeah. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Or you do get along because, hey, you have the same interests and stuff. So that's been cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't feel as blended or maybe more blended now. Yeah. Kind Mm -hmm. of what I'm hearing. You know, Mm -hmm. you just feel like a family. Yeah. 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 For the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a terrible analogy, but I think of, you know, when I think of blended family, I think of a blender. Like sure. early on, like you're thrown in and it's <laughs> choppy and it's hard and mm-hmm. it's tough. And it's ice cubes. All, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's been 10 years. Now mm-hmm. it's like a smoothie. You know, it's like, okay, we're all together and you don't really. Right, right. So it's, it's becoming something what, you know, obviously God had planned before you know, the beginning of time and he knew what was going to happen in your life. But, yeah. you know, at, at times it, it can be tumultuous and not like everything is perfect now. I'm sure you have struggles like any other family, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. God is making it into something beautiful and um, has kind of brought you together and got all these different ingredients. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Uh, okay. So a little bit of a shift here. How do you honor the memory of your first spouse are there special things you do i don't know maybe this is just a random question i had if you're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um well one thing we do is we try to we always try to commemorate the birthdays Mm. we try to try to make it something celebratory and somber kind of so what we do is we'll go get balloons um so if it's you know her first husband's birthday. Are we saying names? Can I say names? Sure. Is that okay? Okay. Well, I feel like clarify, I'm talking. Probably. Right, right. So Josiah, Jessica's first husband. Mm-hmm. So for his birthday, we'll go get um, 
balloons for, um, well, two for the boys that are blue and then three pink ones for the girls. And then sometimes we bring something to the gravesite. We'll go to the cemetery and we'll let off the balloons. Um, and then, you know, we'll say a prayer and then we'll talk a little bit as a family and have some memories and share some things. Um, and it's, it's kind of both of us. So I have memories of Josiah mm-hmm. and I've shared a couple, you know, mm-hmm. with Lincoln and yeah. with Ava and stuff. And she has obviously memories. Jessica has memories of Becca mm-hmm. and um, could tell a whole wild bit of stories, I bet. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> and we started doing this when the kids were little. Actually, I started doing this when I was a widow with, with right. my uh-huh. two kiddos. Um, it was just a concept that they could understand as kids sure. that this is a birthday and mm-hmm. and so we go and and we we celebrate their life and mm-hmm. we remember them and we're thankful and um and then we just kind of started doing it when we got together and the kids were young and it's mm-hmm. it's you know we've done it differently sometimes but that's that's mostly what we do we let the balloons go and we pray all together and then um sometimes we stick around for a while and sometimes we don't and mm-hmm. um some kids just think it's fun to run around and some kids like to read all the names and all the the headstones <laughs> and find the oldest one there. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. um what's interesting is both of our spouses are buried in the same cemetery too. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we go celebrate one, then the kids that want to go visit the other one, they can. Um some of them struggle more with that. Um just being sad and emotional and stuff and so we take time for that too and and that was, by the way, not designed. Like, we didn't pick the cemeteries. I didn't walk down the street. Uh, hey, do you know no. the cemetery <laughs> somewhere I could go? It's funny is uh, Becca's family bought their plots out there. Yeah. And then um, Josiah was buried out there, and Becca is buried right down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from just across the just, just, yeah, just, just eight just headstones yeah, down. Yeah, that's <laughs> Almost. so cool. I mean, it's just interesting. So that yeah. wasn't by design. It's just how it, God worked it out. Yeah. God's so, design, right? Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. That is super cool. <clears throat> but yeah, so it's it's fun. We do that. And we that's don't... are more like our only our super scheduled... Yeah, traditional, if you will. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. we also, we've never, ever hesitated talking about, you know, Becca and Josiah sure. ever in our house. Yeah. Um, it'd be weird mm-hmm. if we were like pretending like they didn't exist mm-hmm. and be like, hey, um, we don't say their name here. Uh-huh. You know, right. well, that, be, it's not a secret. It's yeah. part of all of our stories. Yeah. Um, we very quickly, you know, started calling them first mom and first dad so that mm-hmm. we had a way to kind of um, differentiate, Sure, which was yeah. helpful. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't like real mommy and yeah, yeah, <laughs> new mommy or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we wanted to make sure that they could talk to us mm-hmm. if they're feeling anything. Mm-hmm. If they're, hey, this reminds me, or I'm really sad, or mm-hmm. I miss mom, or I miss dad, or whatever. All those things are all okay. Yeah, There's, and they're normal. Mm-hmm. Normal. To feel that. Hundred percent. Well, and there are times when they're not sad, and that's okay mm-hmm. too, because yeah. some of them don't have a lot of memories and right. so they get confused when people are really sad when they're talking about them they're like i don't feel sad but i feel like i need to yeah. act like i am mm-hmm. and i'm like it's okay it's okay yeah. not to feel sad it's okay to feel sad mm-hmm. either yeah. one is fine and totally normal yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so we talk about that a lot yeah that's really cool 
<clears throat> and I love that you have that piece where you knew each other's spouse and yeah. you can mm-hmm. share mm-hmm. those stories and, and kind of connect that way. Not just having, you know, similar experience, yeah. but knowing each other. Right. Well, yeah. like I held Karis as a, as a yeah. newborn or I brought them a meal, I think when they had Gabby, maybe I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. So Possibly, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So our last question is always, are there any resources that you think would be helpful to another family in a similar situation, blended family, um, any books or scripture or anything that mm-hmm. is special to you? I don't have any specific books that have to do yeah. with blended families. Um, I'm sure they're out there. I just haven't read them. Um, honestly, early on, didn't have a lot of time to read. <laughs> a little busy. <laughs> so the Bible is about it. Uh-huh. Um, I would say I was thinking about this. I just, a few years ago, I read the book, um, Heaven for Kids by, um, Randy Alcorn, Mm. um, which was a really interesting book to read with them because obviously our kids have, they have a different idea of, of heaven and it's, it's very personal to them, but they also have the same questions as any other kid too. And Mm -hmm. so that book was, has been kind of fun to walk through and kind of discuss and imagine and talk and, um, but other than that, just I think uh, the parenting book that I always recommend is Shepherding a Child's Heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I may have read others, but that's the one that I recommend mm-hmm. the most. But yeah, otherwise, yeah. yeah. So great. I mean, it sounds whatever it sounds like, but it's true. Yeah. Like get in the word. Like yeah. mm-hmm. that's what I have needed the most as a parent is my relationship with God. And if that is not right, then my relationship with my kids mm-hmm. um, won't be right either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. We have, yeah. I mean, to echo that, the Bible is absolutely fundamental mm-hmm. to parenting. I mean, if you're going to be a tree planted by the water that bears good fruit, you got to be buried next to the water yeah, mm-hmm. and the, the word and being buried in the word is going to produce good fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to produce perfect parenting, uh, of course. <laughs> or, or, or perfect, perfect kids. kids. Or, or perfect, perfect kids. kids. <laughs> That's right. hundred yeah. percent. But it's like, at the same time, like just grounding yourself um, in the word of God is, is the best possible advice I could give anybody. And then being, having, having hard communication, having hard discussions with your mm-hmm. spouse. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to like this. I don't want to talk about this, but talk about it anyway yeah bring it up like listen you know husbands listen to your wives when if they are stay-at-home moms and they are dealing with kids all day and you know your wife wants to share a conversation about what happened between an interaction with one of the kids stinking listen yeah don't just uh uh-huh mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Not speaking Play from experience, game. right? Well, hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> but it's like it's just that communication and having the hard mm. talks, yeah. being able to listen yeah. and understand um, what's going on in your house um, is what advice I'd give to dads. Yeah, for what it's worth, for yeah. what you guys paid for. Well, yeah, we we had a lot of hard conversations. I think, especially early on. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes we would recognize things in each other that maybe weren't seen, like. I remember you coming to me and saying, hey, you're, how you're, I can't remember this specific thing, but that I was favoring 
Mm-hmm. My biological kids, I didn't even know it. I wasn't doing it intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I probably felt really defensive when he said it because I'm like, I didn't mean that. But he was right. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, we we can see things in each other that we can't see in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we have to be willing to um, have those conversations and accept that, you know, what they're saying mm. is probably true. Right. That was the only one time. <laughs> that I was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that, I oh. think that's great advice for any parent and yeah. married couple just to to have the hard conversations and to talk. Open communication, communicate. willing to willing to talk yeah. about everything. Oh, yeah. that's really good. Hundred percent. Well, we better wrap this episode up. Thank you so much, listeners, for listening to this episode of the Parenting Podcast. Again, special thanks, Dustin and Jessica. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a great, great time. Hopefully helpful to our listeners as well. Um, well, we'll probably provide a couple of resources, maybe just random parenting books that, that you have read. Yeah. Um, and then we'll also put the Bible in there because... Yeah, Paul Tripp. <laughs> I mean, the Bible. Um, Paul Tripp. Whatever. Yeah. Stuff. Whatever. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll put a, a few a few resources here in the show notes so you can check those out. And we'll encourage you to come back next month. Uh, we have not nailed down a topic yet, but I did just talk to with Jeremy and Lindsay Holen. They're planning to come and join us, and we'll be dropping that episode, Lord willing, on December 1st. So thanks for joining us.